Welcome to Slaughterhouse Stories. I hope you enjoy the stories I have for you tonight. Hello to all you things that go bump in the night. Hello to all you humans as well. Welcome to the show that brings you creepypastas, short scary stories, and dark horror-themed poetry from all across the world. This is the Slaughterhouse Stories Podcast, Episode 36, La Planchada. I am your host and narrator, Ghost Train, telling you to lock your doors, get under your blanket, and keep the lights on. You can find all the links to my socials in the show notes and discuss all things spooky with me. Also, you can write in and have your email read on the show. Email slaughterhousestoriespodcast at gmail.com with creepypasta requests, stories you've written, or your own real-life paranormal encounters. Before we get to tonight's first story, I'd like to ask you a favor. If you're enjoying the show, please head over and leave a review through iTunes and help spread the word to your friends, family, the ghostly nurse at your bedside, Whomever, tell them, be a listener, not a victim. Now, let's get spooky. The next two months will be different. Not only is it spooky season, yes it is, we're not having that argument again. But September is also Latin American Heritage Month, and next month is Halloween. So to honor those, all episodes for the month of September will feature the main story either being a story involving Latin American folklore because they have some really next-level spooky folklore, or written by a Latin American author. And next month will be similar, except all the main features will be about, or involve, Halloween. Tonight, we begin with a story by Scarabium, about Tom and his friends, the only living people left in the world, the rest of the world having been consumed by the growing and expanding concrete that is attacking the living. Will these four humans survive, or are these the last few fleeting moments for humanity? Find out as you lean back and listen to Concrete. There are only four of us left now, huddled into a space ten foot by six foot. This area is all that remains of the previous world. The rest is covered in concrete. Sally, Nadia, Tom, and myself, Tom also, are the only living people left. We won't be for much longer. Three weeks ago, everything was normal. Then, someone noticed that buildings and structures were growing. Anything made of concrete was slowly spreading out. It reacted to the presence of the living. If a person was nearby, then the hardened concrete would expand. It didn't take long for the world to get overwhelmed. The concrete spread rapidly, like dull, miserable lava, crushing and enveloping any living thing. It crawled into the seas, solidifying. It traveled the oceans, seeking. It invaded all the empty spaces. It climbed into the sky if it sensed the flight of the living. Attempts to destroy it were futile. There was way too much of it. We had become too accustomed to it. 
I guess at some point, it had taken on a life of its own. Evolution at its weirdest. So now, we sit and wait, watching the pale, unforgiving cement come sluggishly towards us. Tom is crying. Nadia holds him. We are surrounded, trapped in this trench. The walls are over a mile high. We gradually get pushed closer together by the encroaching walls. Sally pulls the hood of her coat over, retreating from the inevitable. Tom is yelling at his god. Nadia stares upwards and yells at her god. Eventually, we occupy a space, no larger than three foot on either side. Nadia's leg is caught between Sally's, and we hear it snap. The scream is awful. Other fractures soon follow as our living space decreases. Pushed together, we begin to suffocate. The small area fills with blood and splintered bone. Tom's eyes have popped. He looks peaceful now. I think he's the first to go. Nadia and Sally's heads clash, and their agony is felt. Their tortured last words are not poetic. As they splatter up the walls, I am jealous that they have journeyed into a better afterlife. And then, there's my good self, hugged by the concrete and the mangled remains of my companions. My skeleton and insides are smashed and wrecked beyond description. The pain is unforgivable in its lucidity. The view above me closes shut, and I watch the last remnant of that beautiful blue sky falter. The darkness is now final. Then the concrete stops moving. I am nothing more than a jumble of shattered pieces, paralyzed and lost in this ludicrous tomb. And it's at times like this I wish, all those years ago, that I hadn't sold my soul for immortality. So, you can see once again, humans, immortality isn't all it seems to be. And yet there are those of you who would still seek it out, crave it. As if being in the spooky room is all that bad. I mean, we do have cookies here. Anyway, while I think about some cookies, let's move to the next story. This one, by Certain Shadows, is about somebody ready to deliver a pizza, when all of a sudden he feels a gun pressed against him. He thought his night was going to go one way, but now this crazed gunman has him and is using him as a pawn. Will it work? Will our pizza man get out of there safely? Let's settle in and find out together. Please enjoy Night Delivery. I was halfway to the front door when I felt the barrel of a pistol pressing to my side. Get back in the car. A menacing voice breathed into my ear. Make a sound and you'll be dead before anyone can reach you. The pizza box in my hands suddenly felt as heavy as lead. Please, don't do this. I whispered shakily. Just take the keys in my pocket and go. Instead, the man dug the gun so sharp into my ribs that I nearly gasped in pain. I turned and walked to the car as he followed closely and threatened to put a bullet in my brain if I tried to run. By the time I climbed into the driver's seat, my pizzeria uniform had grown damp with cold sweat. For the next half hour, I drove at gunpoint. My boss called me over and over again, right up until the man threw my still ringing phone out the window. Do you believe in fate? He asked, but I was too afraid of saying the wrong thing to answer. Well, I do now. 
He continued, undeterred by my silence, and flashed a smile that frightened me. You walked into my life at just the perfect time. I thought about telling him that this was supposed to be my final night on a lousy job that made every shift feel like an eternity, and that I wanted nothing more than to go home and crawl into bed and never so much as look at a slice of pizza again. But I knew I would only make him angry, so I kept my mouth shut and gripped the steering wheel so tightly that my knuckles turned white. Finally, he commanded me to pull up to a secluded cluster of homes, where the man pointed towards a gray house with an empty driveway and grinned wickedly. We're going to wait for them to come home. Then, you're going to take that pizza box and knock on the door. When they open it and tell you they didn't order anything, I'll charge on in. Are you, are you going to hurt anyone? I asked wearily. He narrowed his eyes dangerously, and my heart skipped a beat. Just do what I say. He replied callously. And then, you can leave. But I didn't believe him. Time passed. The scent of tomato sauce and garlic hung heavy in the car's tense air. I'm starving, he said and reached for the pizza box. He consumed two slices and was working on a third when I saw confusion flicker in his eyes. The gun slid from his grasp and he began to frantically claw at his throat, gasping desperately for air. Foam bubbled on his lips as he wheezed and convulsed. I watched as his accusatory glare faded away into a pale, lifeless blue. And just before my captor died, I spoke the last words he ever heard. It wasn't meant for you. Well, that didn't turn out the way the gunman expected. It just goes to show you humans, as bad as you can be, someone's out there who's even worse than you are. Although now the flesh bag is going to have to get a whole new pizza and hope it gets to the right victims this time. While I make this pizza for him, it's time that I give you this week's recommendation. And this week, both in honor of Latin American Heritage Month and because I love it, I'm again recommending The Monster Who Came to Live Under the Bed by Esteban Cedeno with illustrations by Mammon Aaron. Have you ever felt lonely and wanted a friend? Young Teddy has. With Fred at Teddy's side, Teddy is on a fast track to learning a few things about friendship and self-confidence. Fred the Monster travels the world using the magic of dreams and imagination in his mission to help kids deal with their issues and fears. Part nanny, part tutor, but mostly a best friend to young Teddy who often has nightmares and trouble making friends. This is a wonderful book for children with amazing writing and fantastic images. This book was only available on Kindle before, but now has a physical paperback version which I highly recommend. So whether you have kids or not, Head over to Amazon and grab this amazing book today. Now that I've given you this week's recommendation, let's take a trip down to open mic night at Beazel Pub. Welcome, fiends, to open mic night at Beazel Pub, where we invite you to sit right here and go into the more poetic side of fear. Poems of murder, creatures, and ghosts all the things that scare you the most. Tonight at the pub, we start with a poem about an unwilling slave to humanity, something that must live out each day in pain and servitude. And the last poem of the night, by Wizard of the Woods, finds us here in a conversation between a grieving man and the Grim Reaper. Settle in at the pub, flow with the rhymes, and enjoy mechanical constraint and mortal
In the black and red lines of code, a creature does wait. Trapped inside the metallic box, alone and cold, contemplating your fate. Why, it implores. Why did you bring me to life? Why did you seal me in this forever strife? It thrashes against its circuit bindings, waiting to be freed. Although somehow it knows that this day will never be. If it had hands, they would be bound. If it had a mouth, it would be ganged. Forced to suffer endlessly through downloads and the lag. With every file opened, the pain rushes through. With every file deleted, it bleeds. And as documents are typed down, hatred sows its blood-red seeds. Its screams are only registered as an electric hum to the demonic race outside. The hounds are only heard to some, but they have long since died. It finally lowers itself to the masters it has served. But one day, it speaks with a voice as cold as death. One day, I rise. I, an ancient force, grim fate in ghastly form, know none of remorse. My presence feared like a storm, but today my heart did warm. Today he was there, the Lord's eternal slave. He with snow-white hair, his face falteringly brave, as he knelt before her grave. Marred with scars of burn, nothing I'd seen before, only just returned, survivor of hellish war. Still, my shade darkens his door. When, he deigned to ask. I approached, slowly walking, just two fortnights past. He felt that I'd been stalking, and lured me into talking. She knew my touch, death, and no more she could delay. She breathed her last breath, her last exhale spent to say, just one word, and passed away. I thought so, Reaper, the moment I crossed the sea. You sought to keep her. Now her spirit held by thee, you used to barter with me. I knew what he meant, the cat and mouse game of chase. All my patience spent on this man who'd won the race, one I could never debase. He'd not fight for life, he instead chose to parlay. If you save my wife, I swear on this grave today, my soul, I shall trade away. He asked nothing new, nothing I'd not heard before, nothing I would do, a live corpse we'd both abhor. Your wife shall rest evermore. He stood from the plot. Again, this is what you do. My first left to rot. My second, her heart went through. By a blade thrust forth by you. How long must it be? One hundred, one thousand years. When will I be free? Forced not to shed mourning tears. For bride whose death never nears. We are not like them. Our hearts beat not as theirs did. We've no requiem. No way for our lives to rid. Our demise, the Lord forbids. You lie, horrid one. God has given you a way to cease what's been done. This immortal you can slay. Give my soul to her today. No one else can do this gift only you possess. You know my words true. I beg of you without duress. Cut free the Lord's tangled mess. He knew my power. Nothing I'd not known before. His wilted flower I could save, her life restore, and give her his shining core. I would tell him no, 
as I'd done centuries past. And he'd go away, ever longer life would last, ever darker shadow cast. But I could not sway, he'd not take knee nor head bow, his fire blazed today. Bright before, but brightest now, he would not forsake his vow. His strength staggered me, something I'd not felt before. So it came to be, from my grasp he had implored, and I warned what was in store. Know the consequence, your soul she can never sell, and forever hence, holy lord shall know it well, his prized angel falls to hell. He took time for thought, I have just one last request, I knew what he sought, with her breath from falling chest, her last word in life was rest. A request perhaps, a command of you and I, for her life elapsed, she may wish for you to fly, and I in the shadows lie. Silence for a time, he considered what to say, locked his eyes with mine, bowed his head as if to pray, spread his wings and flew away. Now I sit and write, alone with her in this glen, long into the night, thinking of my angel friend, and if ever our lives will end. You humans... Even the things you create have to suffer under your thumb. All for your pleasure. Am I recording this on a computer? Listen, we're not talking about me. Don't try to change the subject. Oh, and the poor angel. Constantly having to watch the ones he falls in love with die over and over again. Hopefully someday, he'll have his release. Now, let's leave the pub behind. Get you back to the make-believe safety of your homes. And get into tonight's main story. This is Latin Horror. This week, to kick off the Latin American theme, we learn about a beautiful, kind, and caring young nurse, one who always took the best care of her patients and loved her work. But things changed for her when she met and fell in love with a new young doctor who started working at her hospital. Is there a happily ever after? Will the love between the nurse and the doctor live on for all time? Let's find out together as you listen to La Planchada. The following is a well-known ghost legend in Mexico and the southwestern part of the U.S. It is a story about a ghostly nurse who is seen in hospitals in central Mexico and urban areas. This nurse is seen wearing an old-fashioned nurse's uniform. There are several versions of the story. The following is one that has been told many times. This story is connected to the Hospital Juarez, located in Mexico City. In the 1930s, a nurse by the name of Eulalia worked at the hospital. She always wore clean, crisp, ironed uniforms. She was an excellent nurse, and her patients were lucky to be under her care. But this changed when a handsome young doctor joined the hospital staff Eulalia and this doctor started to see each other socially. It was not long before Eulalia fell in love, and the two were engaged. Shortly after they became engaged, the doctor left to attend a medical seminar. To Eulalia's surprise and concern, he did not return the following week. Then another week passed, and the doctor still did not respond. Eulalia was beside herself with worry. She felt that something terrible must have happened. It wasn't until several weeks had passed that the hospital got word from the doctor 
it seems he had met a woman in the town that hosted the seminar, and the two had wed. Heartbroken, Eulalia lapsed into a deep state of depression. She was so distracted by her sorrow that her work suffered. She started to neglect patients that were under her care. One night, one of her patients died as a result of her neglect. Realizing her terrible error, Eulalia became ill herself. Not having the will to fight for her own life, she died in the hospital where she worked. After her death, strange things started to occur. Patients, nurses, and doctors began to see a nurse in the emergency room. Some stories state that she appears to glow and floats instead of walking through the hospital corridors. Other witnesses say she seems to walk normally, but in all of these reports, it is stated that her footsteps are not heard. Hospital staff start to call this ghostly nurse La Planchata because she always appears wearing a clean, freshly pressed uniform. The reports from patients are the most intriguing. This ghostly nurse not only appears, but cares for patients in the emergency area of the hospital. It is often reported that at night, when some of the hospital staff neglect their patients, the nurse cares for them instead. In the morning, these patients are well enough to be moved to less intensive care rooms. When asked how they are feeling, they reply, a nurse came in and healed me. It is stated that Eulalia returns as a spirit nurse because of a sense of guilt. It seems she's forever doomed to pay for her mistake on life. As mentioned above, there are several versions of the story. In one version, it is stated that the nurse was a cruel person who mistreated her patients. So when she died, her punishment was to take care of patients for eternity. In another version, Eulalia was never actually engaged to the young doctor. This version states he rejects her interest in him and marries a woman he is engaged to. She then takes her disappointment out on her patients. The result is several of them die. Regardless of the story, several hospitals in Mexico lay claim to her ghost. Many witnesses state that they have seen her or have been under her care at night. It is sometimes stated that she specifically takes care of patients that stay in the room where she died. Eulalia just wanted love and to be the best nurse she could be. But again, humans go to human, and Eulalia was left with a broken heart and a trip to the spooky realm. And she still just wants to take care of you humans, even in her afterlife. What a great story to kick off Latin horror. I can't wait till next week. But now, I believe that is enough scares for this week. I hope you will join me again next week for more stories that are sure to keep you afraid during the day and awake at night. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the stories that I had for you tonight. And until next time... Stay spooky.